Hey, this is Danny from the Magic Our Way podcast, and you guys are listening to the BS Podcast Network. This podcast brought to you by OuchThatHurts.com. Visit OuchThatHurts for music, gaming, reviews, editorials, podcasts, and more. OuchThatHurts, H-E-R-T-Z dot com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Save Point Podcast. This is Dan, joined here by Steve. How are you doing, Steve? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm wonderful. We had we had a huge group last week, and now it's just it's just you and me. We had to fire everybody because they weren't up to <laughs> our, our standards. <laughs> weren't up to our standards. Uh, no, um, actually, I really don't know. I know where like two of them are. I don't know where the other one is, but eh, it, it happens. Yeah, it happens. It's cool. This, hey. this podcast is like it's like a it's like a family of cats, and the cats will just wander in and like meow at you for a while, and then wander mm-hmm. off for a couple of weeks. You know, some some of them like tuna, some of them like liver. You know, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, some of them are stupid. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so mean. But you know what's not stupid? What's well, not stupid? Joining our Discord. So join our Discord. Yes, please. Uh, also, what also is not stupid is go to ouchthathurts.com. That's ouchthathurts, H-E-R-T-Z.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's even more not stupid what? going to the BS Podcast Network for all your podcast needs. Oh, hell yeah. So love that place. <laughs> so check those three. So check those three things out. You can uh, join our Discord um, at any link or any episode. The link is right there. Um, and then check out our sponsors, uh, BS Podcast Network and OutsideHurts.com. Um, but we are episode thirty-six. Um, this is part two of our E three kind of reactions. Um, I thought we had a really good show last week with all five of us talking about Xbox and Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into that, what have you been playing, Steve? Oh man, since I, I didn't get a chance to say what I was playing last week, and then before that, there it had been a couple weeks. I could I could probably talk about like eight games that I've played, um, but I'm not going to because we don't have three hours to hear me talk. Um, I mean, we could get to three hours. I mean, I can I can pop on like ESO or whatever and and just let you go. <laughs> just let me talk for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I could quest for a while. You can go do your thing. Oh man, are you back into ESO? Um, actually, I, that was going to be what I've been playing. So I'll wait for me to say what I've been playing. Okay, all right. So I'll just cover what I've been playing on the PS4 because that's that's the new hotness. Yep. Um. Well, you know, uh, no, I'm not. Sorry, I just thought of one that I wanted to talk about. From son of a Xbox. bitch, Steve, would you get organized? <laughs> I'm playing with everyone's emotions. Um. <laughs> so, uh, uh, the Outer Wilds. Um, or just is it just Outer Wilds? I don't remember, but it's a. I think it's an Xbox only game, or Xbox and PC, or something only. Xbox and uh, PC right now. Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um. I will. I'm gonna Google that real quick. The Outer. I will do that. World. You keep talking. Oh man. Okay. It's really good. Um. 
it's 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 one of those games that was like this little game that kind of showed up out of nowhere and i hadn't really heard of it other than people saying the title getting it confused with the outer worlds and then and then after that hearing people were like actually actually it's a pretty good little game so i started playing it without knowing what it was at all without even watching a trailer mm-hmm. um, and, it, and by the way it's xbox and windows only right now okay xbox windows only okay so if you have a ps4 or or a nintendo or a sega or a jaguar or a 3do you're out of luck um so <laughs> you want to list any more <laughs> no i'm good <laughs> uh it's it's a fun game it it almost like at first it feels like a tech demo for like um for like gravity based space travel um almost like kerbal space program a little bit mm-hmm. um but then as the game continues it kind of develops and it, it kind of makes more sense but it would I, it would be I would almost describe it as and, and this is a term I thought of as I was as I was uh, going pee earlier um, it's almost, as you were going pee earlier is that what you just said yeah yeah okay I, I just peeing. wanted to make sure that that's what you said no yeah yeah I was peeing and I was trying to think of how to describe this game and I want to say it's like forest punk if that if that makes any sense there's like yeah. spaceships and like um not guns but like gravity throwers and just like all this stuff but it's like made out of like like trees and leather and then like little electronic boxes and like little crystals that are like magical almost but they but they explain them as having like just these gravitational effects um so it's it's very much this this world and you're and you're some kind of weird alien you're like these weird aliens and they they grew up on this tiny forest planet but they've used all the stuff around them to create space travel and gravity is super weak on their planet or it, it actually it fluctuates um very quickly so you have this the spaceship that um that can leave the planet very easily and mm-hmm. so they've started like this this space program but it's almost like they're in the 1800s and like it's it's just it's the art style and everything's so like weird and quirky but really cool but anyway the, the main gameplay is that you you're exploring and like there hasn't been anyone that went off to space in a long time and you're like the first one in a while and so you're going off into space and like discovering things so the, the first place they can tell you to go to is their moon and so you have to like finagle and figure out like how to how to get your ship over there and like you can get stuck in like gravity and you have to like there's all of this gravity and and moving in three dimensions and all this kind of stuff which is a lot of fun because it's very forgiving right you can like bounce around and like hit things and it's not really a big deal and so you discover the moon and there's like this ancient alien tech thing on it and so uh, so as i'm playing this game for the first time and i'm going through all this stuff i'm like okay this is cool this is kind of fun like they're gonna slowly have me explore the entire like solar system and and there's like some people missing and like i'll find them and, and you know whatever and then out of nowhere like the screen starts distorting in this weird way and like then all of a sudden i'm going down this weird tunnel and then i'm back at the start of the game and my hmm. character's like, what just happened? What was that? And and it turns out, and this is like very, very slight spoilers, but it turns out you're stuck in a time loop. And so before that happened, I thought that the game was kind of like, like I kind of got it kind of quick. Like, okay, I, I get what it's going for. But then this time loop happened and like nobody else in the world is aware of it, but your character is. And all of the knowledge of things that you've explored stays with you, but you like get to start off fresh. And I can't tell if the time loop is timed in game or if it's after you discover something significant, then it loops you back to the start. And I haven't played it enough to figure that out, okay. but super interesting because 
like you you walk up to somebody and they they start off their dialogue tree the same way. There's like these little dialogue trees, and your responses are completely different every time because you've heard them already, right? And so you like you guess what they're going to say or you take the conversation in a different way or whatever. And the dialogue trees are very much like he, they say something, you have three choices, you pick one and it doesn't like loop back around. So like, if you ask like, Oh, what color is the sky? Why is that tree over there? Or I like your dog. Like you pick one of those and then you don't get to choose the other two. Right. But the next time you loop around um, your, your, your time loop, then you have the option to ask the other questions. And then aboard your ship, there's this computer that has, like this branching path of the quests that you've discovered and that stays up to date. And so every time you loop around, you can like explore more on these different quests and, and finding things. And there's all these clues about what happened and where other astronauts are and what, what's up with this alien race and all this stuff for, for something that at first seemed to be like a weird little like gravity space travel tech demo. It turned out to be like so much more. And uh, so I, I recommend, I highly recommend it. It's a really fun game. So, you know, you know, you, you so you highly recommend it. Yeah, I do. Cool. Cause I'm also playing it too. <laughs> mm. Awesome, man. So yeah. how'd I do is, is that, is that like the basics of the game right there? It, it, very, very much so. Yeah. With, I haven't gotten as far as you, but um, yeah, no, that, that, it, it sums it up very nicely. What, what I did was I took advantage of the, um, xbox ultimate pass like game pass or whatever oh yeah yeah the ultimate i got that too (laughs) because i had like um i had so many like months like piled on and i guess you can convert that over because now it's linked with gold oh i see yeah so i'm like okay let me see how many actual months i get and then that's kind of like i'll take that as a free trial Uh and if i continue with it i'll just continue with it if not i'll just cancel it and just buy another year of of xbox gold Uh you know um, so I did that. I have it until uh, my next payment is not until January of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have game pass till 2020. You have, you have game pass ultimate. Yeah. Game pass ultimate. So, so that I'm going to get it on the computer. I'm going to yeah, get it. Yeah. There you go. Xbox and PC that you've got a lot of games, man. You've, you just, you just unlock like 200 something games. Yeah. So I'm, that's, I'm, I'm excited about it. So that's cool. uh, I'm going to kind of see where I'm at and if it's $15 and I like it, Hey, why not? I mean, there's cyberpunk 2077 is coming to it. Um, uh-huh. I mean, like so any, it's just like any Microsoft release goes to it. Yeah. Essentially. So, so the, the next halo is going to go to it. Um, any kind of Minecraft up, you have Minecraft now. You have no excuses. You now have Minecraft. You can play oh, it. Yeah. Man. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah. So all the, all the major Microsoft stuff, you know, comes to that pass. So that's, that's pretty neat. You've got a lot to explore there. Yeah. Um, yep. so, uh, moving on. So moving to PS4, um, we're going to take a little, a little travel back in time because I'm discovering the PS4 for the first time. Um, uh, uh I explained to uh, everyone, you know, last week, I've got this PS4 now from this buddy's brother. Well, this buddy of mine who he's been, he, he buys, you know, all the consoles cause he's a huge video game guy and back in ps3 days he played and let me borrow his ps3 to play the uncharted series mm-hmm. he was like hey man this uncharted's really good do you want to borrow my my ps3 and and uh and play them and i was like yeah man sure and so i played the first three uncharted games i played the last of us i played through um that the game with the the origami serial killer uh, heavy rain i played through heavy rain yep yep um 
And, and so when he, when he said, Hey man, here's this PS4. I said, thanks. He said, also here's the next uncharted game. And I was like, Oh man, thank you. <laughs> so I've been playing um, uncharted for uh, uh, something about thieves. <laughs> oh, I forget what it's called. Sea of um, thieves. Sea of thieves. Yes. <laughs> no, uncharted no, no. Four, sea of thieves. It's a crossover <laughs> with Microsoft. Uh, um, yeah, so um, a, th- what, a thieves end or something. Yeah, um, thieves end. Yeah, thieves end. Uh, so I'm I'm playing that, and man, those Uncharted games are so good. Like more oh, games, yeah. the, the storytelling in that is just so good. Yeah, it's 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 great the way that they do like exploration areas, like really story driven action pieces, the characterizations. Like every time I play an Uncharted game, I I think to myself, why isn't at the time um, LucasArts, but like why aren't they doing Star Wars games like this? Right. Mm-hmm. If if it, just like a coat of paint, like take out Nathan Drake and put in like a generic Star Wars bounty hunter that you get to name, right? And and like all these action set pieces can just you just throw like ATATs in there and like s- snow speeders and and it's it's it'd be just as fun and and cool. Um. So, anyways, I've I've always thought like give those guys the uh, the Star Wars license and just and just print some money. Like that's all you, you need to do. You know what I think works especially with Naughty Dog, and I'll even go into The Last of Us with this too. What's that? Is that there's an authenticity, I think I said that right, mm-hmm. authenticity to the characters. Like, uh, yeah, it doesn't feel like somebody just is reading off of a script. You know? Um, oh, yeah, those characters feel 100% real. Yeah, like yeah. these would be the conversations that, that you and I would have, like if we weren't, you know, you know, uh, if we were sitting and, and whatever, like this is how we would talk to each other, mm-hmm. you know, um, obviously the subject matter is different because we're not you know, exploring <laughs> and, and all of that. But, right. um, but to me, th- I think that that's the one thing, that's one thing that Naughty Dog just does so well with their characters is just, you feel that they're real. Like you feel a connection to them. Mm-hmm. Um, like past, like I want to know their story. I'm interested in their story. Yeah, and it, so it, what it boils down to is writing and storytelling, and yep. the the action set pieces. While they're good, they also serve the story. Right, mm-hmm. they're not in there just to be in there. And I feel like a lot of times games um, will throw something in because it's cool, and that's all that it is, and it takes you out of out of the the characterization i think that's where like the the latest tomb raider games have gone wrong is Mm -hmm. it's a set piece with a story wrapped around it instead of a story with a set piece that serves the story yeah because there was there was a really great moment in the in the first tomb raider reboot where like 2016 i want to say um and where Lara like shoots somebody and kills them for the first time. And it's this great like emotional scene. And then a second later, when the cutscene's over, she's just blasting people left and right without a care in the world. Right. And like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. There's, there's this in, incongruity um, where in, in uncharted, like the, the cutscenes and the gameplay are so seamless in the way, in the characterizations that it, it just all fits together. So, so well, um, and then, and then there's like all the little asides and like little things they say in comments. And it's just, it's really clever. It's really cleverly written. And I, and I, and I absolutely love it. So, well, so there was, there was, yeah. so I'll go to, um, with what you're talking about, I'll go to the last of us. So, cause I love, mm-hmm. I think I played the last of us probably four or five times. Wow. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I absolutely love that game. Um, How many times did you watch that cut scene of the, the fungus, like ripping the dude's like mouth open? 
That was horrific, man. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's horrific. every single time that happens. Oh, it just hurts my mouth. So you've actually you've actually played it. So I can I can call mm-hmm. spoiler right now. Oh, I, I yeah, I played it. I finished it. Yeah, it was great. So spoiler right now, and give me like five minutes if you're listening. Spoiler, go five minutes ahead. Um, so there's three there's three scenes that kind of always get to me. Okay, uh-huh. and the first one is obviously is the first opening scene that you get the 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 daughter and father you know and it's like you understand why joel is the way he is after that scene Mm -hmm. you understand why how cold he is and why he's so cold yeah um the next one was the um it uh, just real quick it kudos to them for putting that scene front and center and not somewhere in the middle of the game where yes. you're like guessing the whole time, like, why is he like this? And then suddenly you play this thing. You're like, oh, that's why. But they put it front and center without like hiding it. They're like, no, this is here it is. And we're going to go from <laughs> here. And that's yep. that was a great choice on their part. Yep. Um, the other one is the brother. Uh, where I believe it's at the end of winter. Uh, I'm trying to remember the brother, the, the, the two brothers that you get and the one brother becomes infected. So the other brother has to go in and do the thing Man, with his brother. I don't remember that part, but so, okay. So Ellie is with the younger brother and he ends up, she ends up finding out that he's bitten. So he turns. So the, the older brother goes in there and has to kill his younger brother. And then he turns, he comes out of the room, looks at Ellie and Joel and then takes the gun and shoots him in the head. And then he drops. Uh, I, and then it's the end wow. of that chapter. I completely am drawing a blank on that. Really? Wow. But but yeah, yeah, for whatever reason I just I don't remember that part. But okay. And then and then my last one and this is where my heart sank like I like you know, I usually don't get like fearful in games like it's like oh, okay, I'm going to have a lot of shit that I have to do or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um except for some horror games, some horror games have some good jump scares. But this was like the this was like the terror thread was um I can't remember the guy's name, but they pick up the one the one guy, the one survivor and he's, you know, there. He's helping him out or whatever like that. And then he turns over and he says, "And yeah, I found I found out that my gang was killed by a girl and some older guy, or, or however." He puts oh it. yeah, yeah, I remember. And that. you're just like, "Oh shit," you <laughs> uh, know? Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, but that's the thing, though. Is like, you feel the like, you feel different emotions for each one of those scenes, but it's the same game. Mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like like there's a feeling that like oh shit i i lived through the death of his daughter oh shit i lived through you know what i'm saying like that yeah that, that scene with the brothers and it's like holy crap like i came a long way in this game like you feel you feel mentally tired mm-hmm. after playing the last of us and and it's one of those like great feelings of that mentally tired you know yeah, yeah. You, it's like you you survived something, just like the character survived something. Yes, and I think that that's why that game works so well, and that's why I, ha- I have very high hopes for the second one. And you know, sometimes it's like the the what I'm fearful for the second one is 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 it going to live up to the first one? Like, you know how yeah. it's like that sequel yeah. curse. Don't mm-hmm. make the sequel unless you know that you can either be just as good, if not better, than the original. Don't and, you know, just make a be, sequel just to make it. Yeah, and and you know that 
the first one came out in the PS3, and so yes. like they're taking their time with the sequel. They they had that announcement trailer what like two years ago with, with yeah. uh, Ellie like playing guitar, and then and then there was three another. Was that three years ago? That was okay. three years ago because two years ago, um, no, two years. Well, last year. I'm sorry, no, last year. So no, you're right. Two years ago, and then last year was the one where she's dancing and the two and her Ellie and the girl kiss while they're dancing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So Yeah, so they're they're taking their time with it and and I'm sure that they've got the clout to do it as well. Like everyone I am 100% for it. Yeah, take another couple yeah. of years. I don't care. Like cuz that's going to be like for me The Last of Us. I know you you said you played it like three or four times, which is great, but that experience for me was like one and done. Like, I feel like if I played again, it would cheapen the experience mm-hmm. almost like it was such a powerful thing because I, I at the time I was laid off. And so I was able to just kind of sit down every day and like play it for several hours. And yeah. so that's probably why I don't remember some of this stuff, because I, I think I finished it within like four or five days, something like that. Like I just kind of went through and just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Um, but it was when I was done, it was like that was an epic experience. And now I'm going to like put that away because because like, it's done now. You know, and it was so like, like you said, emotionally taxing. Like it's it's finished. Um, mm-hmm. Before I play the second one, I'll probably like look up like a YouTube like re- not review, but like a summary or something to like remember the high points or or something like oh, that. Oh, you know, you know, they'll come out with those. You know, they will. Oh yeah, there. I mean, you could. There's probably. I bet you on YouTube right now there is a Last of Us movie that is all the oh, cutscenes and stuff. That's like four or five hours long. Like I, I, I 100% believe it. Um, okay, so I've played a bunch of. Uh, Uncharted 4 and then I also and it so I've got a bunch of games on deck because my buddy was like here sign in with my account and like he's got you know 200 yeah. games or something um, so the the next Uncharted like the Uncharted mini game the um, Lost Legacies is that what it is um, so with the, the two, two girls with the two girls yeah. yeah I've got that on deck next after I've finished Uncharted 4 um, and then I've also got have um the other one that I'm playing is Until Dawn. Which, is that the story one? Yeah, yeah. So that came out in 2015, and it's kind of it's called a an interactive drama adventure game um, by Supermassive Games. And this one, a couple people have told me like, "Hey, this is really awesome. You should check this out." Like, like to me, like they would recommend it because of the stuff that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started playing it, and this is it's right up my alley. Um, besides the fact that it is, it is a, like a horror game, which usually I'm, I'm not into like horror movies or like horror, mm-hmm. horror in, in the, in the terms of like a slasher flick, like that kind of horror, I'm usually not into. Um, but I'm into this because it is a, it's choice based. It, it, it's, it's like a choose your own adventure almost, um, yeah. where there's, there's scenes, there's like eight different main characters and I say main characters because it, you as the player get to switch between these characters so often that each one is, is very well developed and is almost a star of their own little, um, their own movie. Uh, and then there's this whole like a butterfly effect thing where when you make certain choices in the game, um, like a little symbol appears and it's like, this was a choice that drastically changed the outcome of this playthrough. Um, and that has happened several times so far. So mm-hmm. this is definitely a game that once I'm done with it, I don't know how I've been, I've played it for like two hours or something like that. And like nobody's died yet. And I don't know if that's because I've been playing good or because it just hasn't started happening yet. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But like when I'm done with it, I kind of want to go back and start uh, start another playthrough and just make drastically different choices just to see how different it can be. Yeah. Um, and so that's been fun. And it's cool to see like the actors, like there's really cool mocap and like face capture and stuff. And there's a couple of, of uh, stars in it. Um, like the Hayden Panettiere. Hayden Panettiere, yeah. Yeah, so she's she's one of the, the characters. And the other one is Rami um, Malik, who at the time in 2015 was kind of a nobody. But now he's been... Um, Freddie Mercury and all of that. Yeah, he was Freddie Mercury in that in the uh, was it just called Rhapsody or yeah Rhapsody yeah Bohemian um, Rhapsody Bo- Bohemian was it just was it called Bohemian Rhapsody or just Rhapsody I, I don't remember I think it was called Bohemian Rhapsody oh okay um, and then the, uh, the the TV show um, about the hackers and stuff um, yeah I forget I, I'm drawing a blank where he uh, lives uh, Mr Robot or Mr Robot, Robot. Yeah, yeah yeah Mr Robot which is really good I've only watched two seasons of it but I really enjoyed those two seasons I think there's two more and then the show ended. Um, but he's really good in this. So I recognize those two right away. And then, uh, but, oh, and then the, the dude that's in, uh, <laughs> he's in, uh, agents of shield. Um, the, um, which agent was he, he was, he started off in the beginning as like a good guy. And then he like, I never watched agents of shield. I have no bad idea. Guy. Oh, okay. Well, I, I recognized him like immediately as well. And then it was like, oh yeah, it's totally that guy. So okay. like three out of the eight are like prominent, TV stars, if if not movie stars, and then the other um, the other five, uh, I recognize one of them kind of, but I can't tell where. And then the other ones, I, I have no idea. So mm-hmm. it's it's interesting to see. Um, it's it's an interesting gameplay because it is like a series of cutscenes, um, and then every now and then you're kind of walking around. Um, there's lots of jump scares, which is which they've gotten me every single time, which is rare. It's, it's mm-hmm. hard to jump scare me, and they've been, they've been successfully doing it and so that's that tells me something about the game ah uh, yeah no. so <laughs> <laughs> uh so like the whole deal is that there's these eight kids they're off in the out in the wilderness because reasons and they have like this dense web of interconnected relationships where there's like the ex-girlfriend and the, the new person and the old friends and like all this stuff that they've known each other for years. And so as you're playing the game, the, the drama of these people, you get kind of wrapped into it. And then all of a sudden, like something horrific starts happening. And like there's a series of like button presses that you have to do. And this is this is something new. I had no idea that my PS4 remote has a speaker in it. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. I didn't know that oh, was a thing. it's one of the coolest things. Yeah. And so whenever there is a, like a quick time event, um, mm-hmm. the, the, your controller beeps at you to like, because a lot of times like you're sitting there watching these cutscenes, and it's hard to realize like, oh, now I'm supposed to do something. And so like as a kind of a cue, it'll beep at you. be like, hey, like pay attention. Something's about to happen. You know, that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it like beeps and vibrates every time like you're supposed to do a, a, a quick time event deal, which is cool. Um, and then like the touchpad on it, like I thought the thing on the on the top was a touchpad, um, but this game like actually uses it um, to do things, and so that's cool too. Um, so yeah, anyways, until dawn, uh, that's kind of it's it's been fun so far. But I can see some people just totally being like, "This is not for me." So um, I, yeah. I am not a huge like story novel game guy. Like yeah, you know, I mean, like that whole thing um, was it like um, I used to joke. Because what was that like Xbox um, Xbox launch title Rise Rise? 
oh, I think it was called. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I used to call it Rise of the Quick uh the Quick Time. <laughs> I mean, because to me that's all it was like I played it and I'm like, oh my god, this is all quick time events. Yeah, I, really I never played like it because Yeah. Yeah. So um but no, I, I've heard a lot of good things. I heard that's a good party game. A good party game. Yeah, you know, I could see that. Because you know, a lot like because you could get into conversations about like well, what should I do next or what should I explore next? And yeah. And then whoever's holding the controller, like if a quick time event thing happens, like, okay, you gotta don't screw up, you gotta do it. And then they like all the characters have like stats and like relationship stats and stuff, which is kind of interesting. I'm not sure why, but like they go up and down. Like you'll make a decision and then it'll say like status update in the corner. And if you go into like the pause menu, you go into the whatever character you have, there's all these bars that, that change and go up and down, like funny or brave or dramatic or romantic. They all go like up and down um, according mm-hmm. to your choices. Um, so, and then, yeah, when you talk to certain people, your relationships go up or down and, and stuff. Um, oh, so cool. anyways, um, I think I've talked too much about um, until dawn, the other games that I have downloaded and ready to go um there's the one with um uh alloy the the future girl with the robot dinosaurs oh uh horizon zero dawn yes that one that one's on deck i i really want to play that you're one you're gonna spend you're gonna put way too much time in that game i i'm sure i will i i watched a playthrough on youtube when that game first came out or i watched like several hours worth of a playthrough mm-hmm. um so and i was i dug i really dug it yeah and so there's that one and I want to say there's there's one more that I that I downloaded. Oh, um uh Beyond Two Souls. Uh and then um the uh uh Detroit Become Human. I d- I haven't downloaded yet, but I've got that one as well. I dig the Quantic Quantic Dreams stuff, but again, that's more like storytelling. Yeah. Um, I couldn't game. tell you. I know what they're about, but like I couldn't yeah, I I couldn't give any type of um recommendation yay or nay form how many how many fucks do you give on a scale of of one to zero about you playing them or about the game about the games in general about the games in general maybe four on a scale from zero to one you give it four fucks oh from zero (laughs) oh zero to one (laughs) yeah i oh i'm sorry um if if i'm going zero to one i'm going zero like yeah i'll i'll play it like those games are like like I said, like we go out on like on Black Friday, like the day after Thanksgiving, that Friday mm-hmm. or that night or whatever. Yeah. And like if it's like five dollars, okay, I'll pick it up so I can have it in my collection and maybe one day play it. Sure. Um but like I, I never like ran out to say, Okay, I got I gotta play this. Like when I saw them, like Beyond Two Souls, I was kinda like, Yeah, okay. That's that's with uh what is it? The uh Ellen, the girl Ellen from Page. Ellen Page, the girl from yeah. Juno. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I'm like, okay, that's cool that she's in it, but the story has no like. I I went back and forth on that one of like, do you actually do stuff in it, or is it just a story? You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and then, you know, I got burned out. Like, I was really into Heavy Rain. Like, I, mm-hmm. I really, really wanted to, and I think this is where I got burned out with story games. Is that I did that, and then I started, and I got it, and I was so happy, and and whatever and then i was like i'm bored with it like Mm. like it's a cool game but it's just like i was like okay got to the shower scene where the you know you see the girl's boobs i'm like okay cool um (laughs) and i I think the other thing too is that i knew who the murderer was like 
Oh, you did? Probably like an hour into the game. I'm like, it just uh, makes sense. It just okay. makes sense. Like, like, and I'm not going to spoil it because it's way just too hard to try to go through. Yeah. But yeah, I was okay. just like, I'm just like, this is not like, I'm, you know, I'm like, I already know who this is. Like, I don't even want to play the game because I know it's him. Okay. Or her. Uh, yeah <laughs> good, good save that's, yeah. that's a great save uh yeah i mean th- those kind of games are are for a very specific type of people mm-hmm. you know and, and you don't have to like all games i happen to like those kind of games but uh you know i only pl- i play them few and far between because they take a lot of time and a lot of effort um it, to like keep up with the story it's, it's very hard to play a game like that and like hit you know pause or save and then come back mm-hmm. to it like two weeks later because you know, it's like, well, what, wait, what happened? Um, and what's cool about Until Dawn, to bring it back to that, is that it's set up almost episodically, where every so often, I've come across three of these so far, the game ends with like some character being interviewed by a psychiatrist, and you have to like pick certain things, which I think is then like setting up stuff later in the game for you. Correct. Um, correct. And then it does a like previously on Until Dawn, it like does like a short recap, and then and then you start playing again. And like, I really liked that because I could put this game down and then come back, you know, in a, in a couple months and it'll give you that recap. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then I can keep playing, you know? That's and cool. it, it, So yeah, I really, I really liked that whole thing. So anyways, those are the games that I've been playing. Um, I actually haven't played any more fallout 76, but I just wanted to mention real quick that they extended the, um, the battle Royale mode. Uh, because it was so popular and people have been really digging it and it was supposed to only be for the week of e3 and now they've extended it indefinitely so yay i'm not you know i'm kind of not surprised about that if it was working and people were liking it i I, i'm not surprised that they were like hey yeah we'll let it go now until we decide it's not going to it's, like that was that was supposed to be the whole thing with Fortnite. like Fortnite, the battle royale was only supposed to be like a limited time thing yeah, like that. I you forget, but Fortnite was a completely different game at yeah. first. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like, the the whole premise of Fortnite is not what it's what it is now. Yeah, not at all. Um, so, and this is I mean for them, I'm sure Bethesda is super happy because this is I think the the reaction that's happening to this uh, nuclear winter mode or this this battle royale yeah. mode is what they thought they were going to get when they did the beta. Like essentially, we're all doing the beta for the for this this battle royale mode right yes. like they said here you go here play this early and people have been loving it and that's you know the beta mode was like hey pre-order our game then play it early and then people and then it would did, did not work out very well for them no. um, so, uh, so i think because this is now working out well and they're getting good feedback and people are enjoying it they're like cool this is what we were expecting which is kind of nice that they learned from the first time like they didn't go out and say hey beta's coming everyone gets super psyched and excited for it it was just like there's going to be a new mode. And then they were like, the new mode's active today. You know, instead of having all this hype behind it, like mm-hmm. Bethesda hype is, is real and it's dangerous. And they now know what happens if they don't live up to that hype, which yeah. was, which was brutal. And so to have like a stealth drop and then to give everyone a free week, like the, the subreddit, the um, fallout 76 subreddit has exploded with new people saying, Hey, I thought this game was shit. Everyone told me this game was shit, but I played it uh, because it's free and it's super good and I'm going to buy it now and keep playing it. What were those people talking about? And like there are there's post after post after post with people like saying that, which to me is great. Like there's been there's going to be this huge influx 
uh, Fallout 76 players that were people that just thought it was bad and turns out not so bad. So pretty cool. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. I haven't, I wanted to try it. I just haven't had a chance to. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of happy that that's, that they are, um, they extended it. it. Yeah. yeah. Extended it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going back and forth, um, back and forth on, uh, the game that I bought, obviously I said it earlier in, in the episode, um, I had like a $20 gift card from Best Buy uh and it was just like here you can get this for forty dollars and i'm like do i want to do i not want to do i not want to and then it was my wife that was just like you like skyrim you're looking for a game to kind of hold you over for a couple of things she's like and you keep talking about wanting to play it you've like you've talked about wanting to play it for like six months now just finally (laughs) go and get it um so i got eso but i got eso for pc like i had yeah I, I tried to play like when it first came out on, uh-huh. on xbox and i didn't like it okay like, i didn't like it and then i'm like this is a game that i need to play on a pc but i didn't have a pc at the time that could necessarily run it oh okay so now that i do i'm like okay what's a good like good game that i could get really really deep into like an mmo that i could really get into and i've been trying to get into 76 um, but I don't necessarily consider that an MMO. No, it, it occupies a weird space. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It, yeah. Um, and I tried and my one buddy, you did the whole thing. Well, you got to get into wow. Got to get into wow. And I just, I couldn't get into wow. I just, I, nothing against it. I just can't get into it. Like I just, that's fair. There's just something about it that I just, I just don't find it amusing. Okay. Um, so my wife was just like, just get it. She's like, just get it. You know, it's not a subscription fee. I mean, you can do the subscription if you want, but you, you know, uh, for like Premiere, and she's like, and if you like it, then you can do that. But if not, you spent twenty dollars on a game, and she goes, you spent way more than money on other games that you didn't like. You yeah, know, totally. she's like, just yeah. go, go ahead, you know, go get it. I'm like, okay, fine. So, um, I got, so I got my arm. <laughs> yeah, it twists my arm. Uh, so I got Elsewhere. Um, I've probably put about an hour into it. I'm thoroughly confused on everything, but I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I really am. It, it is. It is not uh, user, or it's not new new player friendly at all. No, it's not. It it throws so many different game mechanics at you so quickly with very little explanation. But like you said, like you just you just kind of keep at it, and it's it's still fun and it's still yeah. cool. Yeah. Um. I mean, I've watched a whole bunch of beginner, you know, like beginner videos. It's so amazing how different people feel, like how you should begin a character. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. But a lot of, I mean, there's some common, common, like commonalities, um, to it. So I mean, I'm kind of like I said, I'm, I'm very, I'm only like level four right now. So okay, I'm not even, I haven't even scratched the surface. Um, obviously I'm just trying to get through the story missions or whatever. Cause I still, I have elsewhere I got to do. I got Morrowind, I got Somerset. I got just the base game that I have to get through. You know what I'm saying? So like, there's yeah, just there's, so there's much of just story that I have to get through before I can really even start to really kind of think of end game stuff, you know? Right. Oh yeah. Um, and, and take your time. Enjoy it. Like when, yeah, you come into a, when you come into a game like this, like late it, 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 and like several years late at this point, there's that, that feeling of like, I have to rush to the end to where like the quote fun is, but getting there is the fun. And so yeah. like, it's going to be a while till you're there. So just enjoy what you've got, you know? 
like yeah, I love that's cool. like on this, I love collecting things. Um, so like I can't wait to like go over and, and see like how I get mounts and pets and the house that I can decorate and the power. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like oh, there's yeah, a whole yeah, bunch yeah. of stuff that I'm learning about. Uh, so you said it. You said again. Do 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 you play ESO? Did you play it on Xbox or? I played it on Xbox, yeah, um, a while back. It, it came to, I think, the Game Pass, or it was on Gold yeah. or something. I don't remember. Uh, but I installed it, and I played it, and I played it f- until I was level, I want to say, like, six or something like that. Uh-huh. And it was a lot of fun. I just don't have the time to play an MMO right now. So yeah. if I if I had MMO time, um, that's where I would put it, because it seems like you get a whole lot of bang for your buck, which was $0 for me. So... Yeah. <laughs> Like I would totally play through all of the base game until it was like, all right, time for whatever expansion is next, and then started plopping down money. Um, or and I think I think speaking of it without cutting, I apologize for cutting you off, but um, the thing that I kind of like about it is that so like it like wow, I think this is what got me is that while I felt obligated, I had to play it because I'm paying a monthly fee. Mm, yeah you know what i'm saying like it's like oh i have to play it i have to get my money's worth so it's like okay fine and i'm just like yeah but with this it's like i own it Mm -hmm. i can play the game i it's you know like i said if i want to go premiere i can i don't have to um but i have the game i don't have to like if i put it down for three months and i decide to pick it up i don't have to repay a subscription fee to get into it you know yeah yeah totally and doing that kind of model i think that's why a lot of games are doing that model because it's more attractive mm-hmm. to, to put down a little bit of money now you have it and then if you want to pay and I, and I don't remember like what's the premium does that like up your xp rate or like what does it give you that's different from the the free because it's not about like buying you know fancy hats for your character is it um like, some of its stuff is cosmetic um uh, but you get like okay. crowns so crowns are like the in-game currency that you can use real money to buy um you okay. can buy mounts um I think there's this one thing that kind of is it is that it's like this bag. So like one of the big focuses of it is crafting. Okay. Um, and I think that you get this bag that like, like if you can have infinite like storage for crafting materials. Okay. So in- you're paying for inventory space, which yeah, basically is free. Then you have to really get in there and, and, and figure yeah. out. Okay. That makes but sense. But there's other, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that you get to. Yeah. I just sure, don't know. Yeah. Top of my head. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. So that that's kind of what I've been playing. And then I've been playing Dragon Star uh, Veneer. I, I'm trying to finish up that review. Um, cool. I actually, um, just on a side note, so we have two PlayStation 4s. Um, I bought a launch one, and uh, that was my primary one. And then uh, Father's Day two years ago. Oh, yeah, by the way, happy belated Father's Day. Oh, um, happy Father's Day to you too, man. Thank you. Um, thank you. So like two years ago for Father's Day, uh, my wife got me a pro. Cool. Uh, so we're like, Oh, well, what do you want to do? And she's like, well, you know, why don't you leave it upstairs and I'll play it. And she played a couple of games or whatever, but it kind of just sits. She's more into the switch. Now. Mm-hmm. Um, I find her borrowing my switch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so I'm like, Hey, you know, would you mind if I take it downstairs? And then what I can do, cause I got the Elgato card on my, on my PC instead of moving the pro back and forth, because really the pro is only, for like 4k i don't have a 4k screen for my computers you know i'm like you know would you mind and she was like no so i have my playstation now hooked up into my computer so now when i'm playing like for reviews or, or whatever that's not necessarily whatever i can actually now stream using my elgato um and i can have my overlays in there for the save point and all of that instead of that's just awesome 
yeah so it's it's pretty cool cool um, man yeah so um so yeah so that so that's what i so that's what i've been playing dragon dragon star veneer on i'm probably going to the rest of this week i really got to finish up the review um but i'm still in the middle of playing it so i think i might be streaming because it has released uh so i think i might be actually streaming um it while i play and, and writing down my notes for it so so check out that 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 review will be po- posted on ouch that hurts um ouch that hurts.com so yeah so getting into the topic of of this week yes sir um, we're gonna go over do you want to i say let's go over square enix you know square enix went last okay. um because i think there's something in the ubisoft that we're gonna want to talk about a little bit in depth oh yes um, so um so we're just going to do square enix and we're going to do ubisoft um we're not going to do the the devolver and the pc game show or whatever i just um whatever um yeah too much uh i think these were the two big ones that people were really looking forward to on monday so these happened last monday um or not last monday two mondays ago whatever um so square enix um they opened up with i think the best way they could have opened up um and that was final fantasy 7 the remake mm-hmm. um now how's it, how's it look it definitely is um the the look of it as far as aesthetics and cosmetics of it, it looks amazing mm-hmm. um we actually had a guy in the chat uh um i can't remember his name um something no uh no matters or something like that um when we were when we were broadcasting it and um he was just like i am not a final fantasy person at all but he's like this looks amazing like he's like how in the hell did they do this put this this type this these graphics together in this gameplay because it's so fluid Mm -hmm. um the they definitely created a different game um so, like the first, the original, as everybody knows, Final Fantasy turn based RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not turn based, it's, it's action, it's action RPG all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the fact that how they explained it, um, they showed like what to do. Like, okay, here's your active ta- or your ATBs or your active time bars. Um, these are the things that you can do with them. Uh, this is how gameplay is going to work. This is how story is going to be told. Um, which is really good. Um, and then the, uh, the one director of it, uh, or, or one, of the, one of the guys working on it, the first guy that came out, uh, the Japanese guy, came out and he says, we're going to make a game worthy of this title, or however he said it. We're not okay. going to disappoint. You know, and I think that that was the biggest like, worry of people. We're like, okay, what are they going to do and don't destroy this game? Because like, this game, like I talked about in a couple of previous episodes, this game is nostalgia for people. This was the game that got people into the PlayStation. This was the game that got people into RPGs. This was the first time you really felt emotion in a video game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah so there's a, there's a special place. I know there's a special place of this game in my heart, you know, uh, mm-hmm. or my gaming journey. So the fact that what they're doing, I think, looks absolutely incredible. Um, the way they explained it, I think, looks absolutely incredible, and they did a great job doing that. There's a couple of questions I have. So they said that it's going to be episodic, okay? okay. So now this is what throws me. So 
the beginning of the game takes place in the city of Midgar, the, the area of Midgar. So Midgar is run by Mako Energy, uh, and there's these reactors, and there's different sections, and these different sections have these reactors that take Mako Energy. Now, Mako Energy is made from the essence of, of life, okay? okay? And you learn all of this. I'm not going to get into it, but that, that's kind of like the essence of life is, is leaving. The soul of life, of what life is, is leaving uh, okay. the world. And that's kind of what the whole premise of the game is. Um, the back, you know, the backstory of it. Okay. So, um, so you have certain areas now in RPGs, it's like you have this linear path and you go from one side of the screen to the other. And if you go on the bottom part, then you hit this area, you can only p- travel this path. And then you walk over something, you get thrown into a battle. You know what I'm saying? Sure. It's yeah. not necessarily an open world type sort of thing. Right. It's, okay. it's like a open hallway. Correct. <laughs> it, yeah. So, and then what happens is you end up leaving Midgar and then the whole world opens up the whole world that you can start to walk to and you find different towns and cities and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. So they said that Midgar, the, the Midgar episode is on two full Blu-rays. Holy shit. Yeah. So like, I'm wondering is the whole game loaded on these two and then they're just going to release like content pack, like content and saying, okay, so now you have the whole game loaded um, and you just haven't unlocked the ability to go into that area yet. Or are we looking that I have a Midgar that is, you know, two Blu-rays big and if you take a picture, and, and I'll put it into the Discord, uh, uh, if, you t- if you look at Midgar, it's huge. I mean, it, it's okay. a huge city. Um, it, it, would, it would make sense to me that the entire game is what you'll be buying on two discs, and it just unlocks. Like, the, the different episodes are just kind of like unlock keys to, like, it's like, okay, here's episode two now. Maybe there's like a little patch or something that you download and and then you get access to it because that is huge. Like that, yeah. that is so big that it's either, it, I mean, one of two things. One, what they do give you is so incredibly detailed that it's insane mm-hmm. or it's not incredibly detailed and it's just a lot. It's just huge. Um, so... So I just posted, if you want to look in, in, yeah, in our I, Discord. I, I see So it. that is Midgar. So in the middle, that's Shinra Tower. Okay. And that's only three sectors. And I think that there's a total of eight. Okay. So that, if that they're saying... big. Yeah. If they're saying that you're going to be able to explore Midgar, I understand now why it's two, two Blu-rays. I mean, yeah, yes and no. Like, I don't know. That's, I mean, that's a lot of pixels, sure. Um, but is but if there's all their story elements, you now that's the other thing too. Is that are they adding to story elements? Are they yeah, adding that, to areas that you can explore? Right, because I could see this, um, you know, easily being a quarter of that size if these are just like empty buildings, you know. Correct. But if but if there are tons of NPCs running around, if this is like if it if this presents like a functioning city with you know whatever vehicles they have or mounts or whatever people 
um, you know, markets and business sectors and, you know, all, all the things that you would, that you would imagine exist in a, in a large, you know, futuristic yeah. type city. Um, then yeah, that another is another picture. Yeah. That's enormous. That looks yeah. absolutely huge. So if but they like, are rebuilding that and like I said, you can explore all of that mm-hmm. and there's actually things to do. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, that'd be cool. Yeah. So I'm, I, like I said, I, it, it's gotten me extremely excited. Like I've, I was already excited for the game. It's gotten me even more excited for this. Like game. I would say temper your excitement <laughs> just because uh, like, even if they do add a whole bunch to the game, like, what you're seeing here looks like it's something out of cyberpunk 2077, but there's no way that the game gets that in depth. Even if it is, you know, 10 times prettier, like it's still the same game, right? Like maybe they add some, some side stories and maybe, you know, they expand upon the stories that are there to have, you know, more locations or, or more people Mm or, or whatever. But like to call it, to still be able to call it final fantasy seven, they can't go that far off into left field in, in redesigning what's, what's already exists. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I would, uh, uh, I would say like, even if that's what the city looks like from the outside, once you're in gameplay, you might be down on street level and all you see are like big buildings and like a street and you know, that's it. <laughs> so now, so now this is, know. the this is the thing that kind of scares me. Uh-huh. Um, about it. So after the conference, they talked with a with the developer and they talked to Square Enix. And um and this is from Den of the Geek or denofgeek.com. Um mm-hmm. this is a quote that they said uh from uh Katasi um which is uh the one of the producers on it. Mm-hmm. He says before we actually started working on this, we knew that it was going to be a large content uh, when we started out planning the plot up for the first game, so there is multiple games, okay, okay, that is going to be able to tell this whole story. When we started out planning the plot of the first game, it hit us again, and, and at that point, we decided we were going to focus on the first game on Midgar and what happens in Midgar. Unfortunately, we can't say anything more about the future games because we don't know ourselves. Yeah, that's scary. That's a scary thought. Yeah. So now you realize that the first game on the PlayStation, the original PlayStation, is three discs long. Okay. And that was what? Uh, CDs or DVDs? CDs. CD, CDs? Okay. Or, yeah. The PlayStation 1. PlayStation 1. Okay. Because yeah, so DVDs were PlayStation 2. Right. Okay. So they, those are like 700 megs a pop. So that was like one and a half gigs. Yeah. So and, it's like... Yeah. Okay. I, like, like I said, I'm just... I am... If there's a way that there's able to explore and there's reason to explore Midgar, I am all for it. Um, you know, I know the story of Midgar and I know how many to it. And I think it would be roughly a 20 to 30 hour part of the story. Mm-hmm. If they really could drag it out the way I think that they're going to. Um, but then, you know, it's like, where's the extra content? That's the part that kind of scares me about this game is what else extra are you going to be able to do? And is it going to take away from the main story? Like if I'm able yeah. to explore and I'm able to level up my character, okay, but am I going to have a level cap? Because right now, I mean, um, if, if I remember correctly, it's either 99 or it's 9,999. No, I think it's level 99 that you can get your character to. 
Oh, I mean, they could just scale the XP differently. Yeah, exactly. So, so I don't know. So, but but as far as it, as far as the first game goes, it looks really, really good. And I want to play it. Cool. So, um, I saw a couple of screenshots. looks beautiful, but that's, that's all I could really say about it. Yeah. Um, Crystal Chronicles, uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition got announced. Um, I know I'm avoiding the other thing that we want to talk about from Square Enix. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered got announced. Uh, a, I think this is a new game. Uh, I have no idea how to say it. Aninaki. O-N-I-N-A-K-I. Sure. Um, so that was a new one. Uh, so those were kind of the bigger announcements. And then they got to... Oh, Outriders kind of cool too um it's a outriders a co-op action game from the creators of Bulletstorm. yeah you know i saw that i did see i think i watched a trailer for that that did look cool yeah, yeah so supposedly it's like a year out um okay. so um we'll talk about that as it gets closer uh and then the biggest one uh i think the other big announcement people were really really waiting for was um or their avengers game mm-hmm. um First off, everybody getting so pissed off about the character design. <laughs> I mean, it's character design. Yeah. You realize that that can be changed in a in in an instant. Um, if you think that you're going to get Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, and Chris Evans no. and forget likeness, about forget about it. I mean, it's no. like the guys are going to look different. They're going to talk different. I mean, for God's sake, you got Troy Baker and Nolan North. I mean, that that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like me the thing that pissed me off about that trailer is there's no gameplay i don't care that there was cg i don't care that there was movie or whatever we seen that we got that i want to know what the game looks like you didn't show what the game looks like you showed what a trailer looks like yeah and i think that that's what's what's pissing people off yeah, no, no real gameplay. Um, people were yeah upset about character design, which I mean, the whole thing about the character design is I think at this point is very understandable um, because we've spent the last 10 years expecting certain characters to look a certain way. And when you have a game that's trying to be realistic, you're, you're going for, for realism and not like cartoony then it's it's very off-putting to be like hey i know what i know what what uh iron man's supposed to look like i know what you know um uh chris evans looks like why why doesn't captain america look like that you know um and so i get it i get the complaints like i think that was probably a misstep to go ultra realistic and not be able to secure um you know character likeness rights or or actor likeness rights um, mm-hmm. but, but then also it would be extremely off putting to see those faces with different voices, which is also a, an issue, which there's no way that you could get all of those actors to do voice work for a video game. Like this, this game would be, it would cost them in the billions. Like it would be, it would be so much money. Um, so like they were in a rock and a hard place here of trying to do an Avengers game after the Avengers is over, essentially mm-hmm. like, essentially like, this game should have come out two years ago um and and you've got people's expectations in a weird place and also like you just said no gameplay just like cut scenes just some cg or whatever even if it's in engine like it's you didn't you don't see what you're actually doing in the game um so yeah a lot of missteps here it, i like 
as far as an Avengers game goes, like I'm curious. Uh, I want to see what the gameplay is. Um, So they've piqued my curiosity, but like it's not high on my radar at all. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for more information, but if they don't, um, like I said, I need to see gameplay. Like I'm, I'm excited because it's a Marvel's game, Avengers game, Mm -hmm. but that's the only thing that excites me. Um, it it kind of reminds me of the, I don't know who made it, but you remember D or I think it was Sony, uh, Sony Studios, uh, was DC Online, like DC okay. Online looked great, like that was so you're gonna make create your own character, you're gonna be able to play see DC characters, and then you get into it and it's just it's a shit show. Oh, it was a shit yeah, show for the I longest time. Yeah, I was like you couldn't walk anywhere without getting killed. You know, and it was just like, and the servers were so overloaded. It's like they tried to fit so many people into like this small city and the city looks so drab. And it was just like, so like, I've always, I've always kind of, I've always kind of questioned like games that are based off movies or games that are based off like pre notions of things that we've seen so much or shows yeah. Like there was like a game called Defiance that came out and it was just like things that happened in the show will happen in the game. And I'm like, I've never even played Defiance, never wanted to. Like I had <laughs> no interest in that because I'm like, yeah. this is going to be a colossal fail and I am not going to play a game that's going to fail in a year. And I it think did. The, it failed. The, the, it, the TV show lasted two seasons and the game lasted longer, but not that much longer. Yeah. Like it yeah. just, it just doesn't it, work. It, it, I, I applaud them for trying yes. to, to try oh, yeah. and get something like, like that working. The only way that you could get something like that working is with a very notable IP. You, you can't go from scratch. There's just not enough there for people to, to hook into. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I think is a huge bummer is when you look at the, the world and the character designs of um, this Avengers game, and then you look over at the Spider-Man game that just came out. It, Spider-Man looks twenty times better, a uh, hundred times better. Like, you, like that—that that is the way that you design something from scratch. Like, I don't care that 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 Peter Parker doesn't look like any of the actors, right? No. The in the Avengers game, it looks like knockoff actors. Like, if all those people started stripping and fucking, I'd be like, oh, this is the porn version of the Avengers. I get it. They got actors that kind of look like, like yeah. the, the real actors, and just but they can't act and they don't. They look that off. Was one and, of the you know? weird. I, I do have to say that was one of the weirdest analogies that you came up, but it works. <laughs> it works. I like it. It, it totally works. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it. It just it looks like a knockoff. It like if they called that like the. the I was going to say defenders, but the defenders is a thing. But if you call it like, like avenging superhero team, ass enders, ass and yeah, ass enders. And it's so many buttholes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they fight Thanos and it's, uh, and it's, it's, they, they punch <laughs> him right in the ass. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, it looks like it's off brand, but it's not off brand and that's yeah. a problem. Well, um, can, can I, can I also make this comparison too? Sure. How are you going to have a game that comes out and looks like that? But you're going to showcase like that was your showcase. That was like, okay, we have two big games and we're either going to show this at the beginning and then flip and do the other one at the end or we're going to vice versa. it. Like Mm -hmm. it was like, we're going to lead with Final Fantasy and with Avengers or lead with Avengers and with Final Fantasy. Like to me, 
they should have led with Avengers if this is what it looked like and ended with Final Fantasy. Because now you're looking at Final Fantasy VII, which looks amazing. Just on a graphic scale, take everything else out of it. A graphic scale. Final Fantasy Remake or Seven Remake looks fucking amazing. And then you're going to end your showcase with an Avengers game that looks half that. I mean, just really. I, I mean, look, look, look at the I, landscape. I so here, here's here's the thing. I think you were one hundred percent wrong, and here's why. Uh-huh. If if they had put Avengers first and Final Fantasy last, everybody would have immediately forgotten about Avengers because it is it is so forgettable right uh-huh. but since they put it last it's the last thing in people's minds and so they're remembering it but final fantasy 7 is so good that they could put it first and people are still going to remember and talk about it afterwards i get it okay that makes sense i, I, I think see, i can see your point I, I can see that's that's probably why they did it like you you look at that trailer and you compare it up against just like everything at e3 just like as as a, as a straight comparison it is in the in the bottom third because it's just oh, yeah. it's not exciting it's off-putting there's no gameplay it's there, there's a big question mark all over it like what actually is this and then you've got the brand on there which is like okay but that's not a brand that if, it, if it's not a movie uh, a movie tie-in nobody cares Correct. right because all of those all of those characters on their own like if if the marvel cinematic universe didn't exist and think about the time before it did exist way back in 2008, say before there was any Marvel stuff, all of those characters, the, the reason why those characters are in movies is because no other studios had bought the rights to them yet because they're shitty characters, right? Yep. Nobody knows who, who Iron Man was. Nobody cared about Captain America, Thor, who like these were like B and C list characters, all the mm. A-listers, the Spider-Man, the X-Men, um, I mean, even going into it? DC, Batman, Joker, Superman, yeah. you know, oh, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like that's, that's the reason why we got Avengers and it, mm-hmm. it's weird to look at it that way. But if this, if this game had come out in a world where the MCU doesn't exist, it would be like even more forgettable because nobody cares about these characters. Correct. And there was nothing, they didn't show anything special in this trailer mm-hmm. that, that makes you like the, the one interesting part to me was, Hey, how come Tony Stark has a full beard? Like that was the only thing that to me was like, well, why is that that way? He, he always has a weird goatee. Like what's, what's that about? That was the only part that like piqued my interest at all. Every other part of it was forgettable. And I think it was, it was forgettable. You know, one, like, like we've said, the character design was weird. The whole thing, like the style is, is, is bizarre. Um, but in a world where Sony's Spider-Man game exists, this just, just this looks like crap. And I'm sure the, the developers, when they saw the Spider-Man game, they were like, oh, man, <laughs> because like <laughs> it's so good. And the colors pop and the New York is alive and it's it's well defined. And you have one character. It's difficult when you have more than one character. It's super hard. Um, and so, yeah, they got they, those developers got the ass into the pole on that one. It's, it's too bad. Mm-hmm. I think the other we'll thing that kind of scares me and then we'll move on to Ubisoft. The other thing that scares me is the. Well, it, this is another game, games for service or service of a game or however the hell it is. Um, it's like, oh, we're going to have weekly events and we're going to have this. And then they said when more characters come, they're going to be free. Okay, time out. Mm. 
what do you mean by more characters? Does this mean that we're going to get Guardians of the Galaxy people? Does this mean that we're going to get... Um, I mean, are we going to get the other sub people? Um, God, why can't it's what is it? Um, I can't think of the names. Like the only ones coming to me is Scarlet, um, Scarlet Witch. Sorry, oh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, Scarlet Witch. Are we getting Black Panther? I mean, like, Ultron, what? What do you it, mean? It, yeah, it, like, yeah. what are we getting? Yeah, like, what is don't, it, what don't, other don't color? Yeah. that. Um, like, if they came out and they were like, and they kicked down the door and said, "Here we go, Avengers episode one. Here's our story arc, and it has to do with the Avengers, and and Captain America is killed." That's just the first year's content. Year two is going to introduce X Men and Spider Man, and year three we've got Guardians of the Gap. Like, if they came out that way and was like, "This is this is something where we're going to slowly introduce, you know, the entire Marvel universe, you know, episode by episode, and have these huge story arcs." And, you know, as long as you buy the base game, then, you know, certain characters are unlocked, you, you know, all this stuff. Like if they came out with more of a plan, I think people would be looking at it differently. Uh, but as I, of right I, now, I what is it? Is it a $60 game and that's it? Is it, is it a game where they're like, um, here, like, I'm, I'm, the, I'm more, I'm more excited about ultimate Alliance that's coming out in a couple of weeks than the Avengers game. There you go. I mean, and, and that's a top-down Diablo clone. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, if you really think about it, it is. It's a Diablo clone. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, yeah. I mean, I think it's just like, you know, where, where, where does, once again, where does this fit? Yeah. What type of game is it? Where does it fit? You know, even, um, if it was, even if it was Lego style, where they're like, the bad guys attacking the city, choose your heroes. And here's like 30 heroes, and you just pick the top five. And then you go in and you can switch on, on the fly and do battles and, and whatever. Like that would be cool, but show us that. Like give us yeah. something to be excited about. I don't I don't get excited about off brand Avengers CG trailer. I really don't. And nobody and else does either. And yeah, and I think I think we've proven that. So yeah, okay, moving, on. moving on. Yep. Uh Ubisoft. Um we'll obviously get to the main game on there, but there's a couple of things I want to touch upon that I think they did really, really cool. Um uh, their last thing that they showed, Gods and Monsters, is supposed to be like a Zelda game, but done with like Greek mythology. That's that's neat. That's a neat. I mean, it's only a thirty second or fifteen second teaser. Yeah, but I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Roller Champions. I wanted to play the demo. I just didn't didn't get a chance to. I think that that would just be a great game. That if you and I actually just started playing it, we could have hours <laughs> of fun. Um, yeah. Because it, who? Do, go ahead. I was gonna say it, it gave me um, uh, Rocket League vibes. Yes, uh, Roller Derby uh, Rocket League. Yeah, it's it's free to play. You get on there, like you. There's they're gonna give you a bunch of like uh, shiny hats that you can buy, and you you play a game, and the matches are short, and then you play more, and it just seems like a fun like a fun time. I just want to see what you out. score a goal that it still explodes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want everything to explode all the time. Yeah. Yep. Um. The Division movie is headed to Netflix I, with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. Neat. <laughs> that that's uh, like literally. I think that was the the thought that I had was neat. Neat. Um, yeah. It's you, you know thought, it's it's, it's going to be free. I mean, everyone has Netflix. Netflix yeah. is essentially free. So I'll check it out. Yeah, I'll check so it out. It's got that going for it. But yeah, my, when I need my to fall asleep to something. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, uh-huh. hey, it could be good. It could be good. It could be uh, good. Remember, they did come out with Assassin's Creed, though. 
Um, oh, that's ooh, right. Yeah. I never, so, you know, that that's a movie that I've watched half of. <laughs> that's a movie I've decided I have. Remember, I have the, I have the logo tattooed on my leg and I avoid that like a plague. It's kind of yeah. like the, it's kind of like the super brother or super Mario brothers movie with captain Lou Albano never happened. Oh, never happened. Man, I thought, I thought you were going to say the one with, with the other guys. And I was like, I own that shit. That shit's mm-hmm. nuts. I love it. Um, Ubisoft has launched its own PC subscription service. Eh, I don't need another subscription service right yeah, they now. Don't, they don't have enough right now to make that worth it. I don't think, but, but for like diehard Ubisoft fans, like cool. Like they'll dig that. Yep. Sure. Uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine. I'm not, I've never been a huge Rainbow Six person. No, nah, I don't care. Um, uh, but, I mean, it? okay, but let's let's break that down real quick. It's it's what three player co op? Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, something like that. A co op experience later for next year. Quarantine described as a squad based survival first person shooter against legions of infected. Yeah, on some time in 20. Okay, it's they're they're trying something new, which you know, good on them. Cool. Cool. Um, let's see. Uh, Breakpoint. Uh, well, before that, uh, the okay. guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, uh, yeah. That I'm gonna check that out. I, to to yeah. me, it's just like I'm gonna find a way how to watch it. To me, just to have the guy's name is Ian Ian Grimm. Yeah. So I yeah. was just like, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, it was it was uh, developed a lot with uh, Charlie Day and Megan Gans for yeah. Apple TV Plus. Um. You know, I really like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia uh, because it's because it goes out on a limb and it tries new stuff. And it it was weird that they announced a TV show at E3. Uh Um, But what was cool is that it wasn't cringy when he was announcing it. Like this this uh, guy, Rob uh, McElhaney, the creator and, and star of the show, you can tell he's a gamer and he understands. He understands gaming humor. Yes. Like he got, he didn't come up and be like, Hey guys, here's our new fun pilot. He was like, this is about, you know, developers with big egos and how they're shitty. And he's like, and I'm going to get beat up, you know, backstage because of that. Cause there's a bunch of developers backstage and, you know, and it's, it's, it's real. It's true. Yeah. Um, it, it had a ring of truth to it. And so I think this show is, is going to have a very small audience, but it's going to have a devoted audience. Um, yep. because yep. Yeah, people like us, people who are into games or into game development, who understand the lingo and all that, and we'll we'll get the jokes, and it'll be hilarious, and it'll and, be a lot of fun. And and you realize that there's a joke right in the title. Oh yes, I mean just I mean just just the fact because you know I like to call it, and this is not a slam at gamers because I I consider myself a gamer, obviously. Um, <laughs> that you know I can be very analytical on things. So I think a lot of gamers are very analytical, hence why we have a podcast and we're, you know, analytically talking about games. Um, the fact that the name of the game that they made is called Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet makes no sense at all. <laughs> it doesn't. Like that, that, that title for a game makes no sense. And there's a joke right in the middle of that. You know what I'm saying? Like just yeah. the, it, it says nothing. Yeah, and and it's totally a, a game title that you could see on a shelf and be like, yeah, it's a game. Yeah, it's a game. Like, <laughs> but but knowing that it's a fake game, it just adds a level of humor to it. And and then like the developer or, or you know the character, the egotistical you know game developer Ian yeah. Grimm, um, 
it just it, like they it, the whole thing is is the, the trailer is just him talking about how awesome he is, but it's really a trailer for the game. But it's just yeah. him and the ego and then, and then and the, the one girl's like, "You realize there's no gameplay." <laughs> <laughs> Like we were just talking about with the freaking Marvel thing. Like, yeah. where's the gameplay? Right? It's the same thing. Where's the gameplay? So yeah. So I'm I'm really I'm really actually at least I'll, I'm gonna be watching the first episode. Um, yeah, it'll I'll be checking it out for sure. And I hope they I hope they don't PG it. Like, if it's uh, going to if, if it's, it's gonna coming, be a mature, make it a mature game. Like, yeah. You, I mean, you, you it, have a mature comedian and you have two other mature comedians writing the jokes like make it a mature don't go over and don't say fuck every other word and and make a dick joke you know the whole time but you know you know what i'm saying like yeah don't, yeah don't and pg-13 it, it right and if you if you watch it's always sunny in philadelphia like you know it's a tv show and they do get away with a lot but it never like crosses the line mm-hmm. but it gets right up to the line and like slaps it you know, like they they push a lot for what's available on regular TV, and this is coming to Apple TV Plus. And I don't know what Apple TV Plus what that ratings for that's going to be like. But if it's anything like you know original content that's on you know Amazon Prime or Hulu or Netflix, you know they they know who their audiences are and they just go mm-hmm. for it. You know, yep. put an M before it or whatever, and just and just let them go. So hopefully it's like that because that would. That would make a whole lot of sense. Do yeah. you watch It's Always Sunny? I do, yeah. So can I tell you that my favorite episode, and I don't know why I find this one so not any type of view out there or whatever. Um, we respect everybody's views. I just find that it was funny in this episode is mm-hmm. that remember when they go to the abortion clinic and there's a rally, there's a protest there? Uh-huh. And they're going there to pick up pick up women. Pick, pick up women, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See that that's the kind of stuff like that that concept is not R rated but it's so close so close <laughs> you know? because it's so wrong and mm-hmm. I, and I love what I love about the show it's about shitty people doing shitty things to each other yep you know and they just and they keep one upping it and and that's that's great and it and yep. it's 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 not parody um you know it's it's parody for idiots yes. you know like this anyway, it, we could go into. But a whole I call, thing about but I, that. but I call myself an idiot. So. Yeah, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. okay. Uh, John Breath uh, Barenthal on New Ghost Recon. Uh, to me, Ghost that Ghost Recon is just going to be a reskin of other stuff and just new missions in a different world. Um, yeah, it, it seems it that looks, way. It, it looks good. Anybody who's a fan of Ghost Recon, once again, this is going to be one of those games that I say in six months to a year you're going to be able to get it for 20 bucks because there's going to be so mm-hmm. much more content out for it uh, or, yeah, yeah, totally. or it's going to fail miserably and they're just going to be like, ah, oh, okay. It's just one of those games. Go ahead and play it. Well, um, Ghost recon is like a platform now, right? Like that's just a style within yeah. the Tom Clancy curse <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, it's cool. They got John Barenthal, it, you know, in, in terms of E3, like he started out there with a dog you know, and he told the dog to sit. The dog laid there and just chilled the whole time while he was talking, and that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was just another cool E three moment. Um, so, and he, I, I love, I absolutely love his Punisher. I thought his, his the, the Netflix show Punisher, which I've only watched the first season, I haven't watched the second season yet. But mm-hmm. that first it's season really was good. incredible. It was so good. Yep. And he was he it's was really fun good. on Walking Dead too. So, so um, two two things uh, talking about celebrities. One, uh, John Barenthal. So, um, 
my brother-in-law is the character name from uh, The Walking Dead that he played, Shane Walsh. Okay. Okay. Um, exactly how it's spelled, all of that. So really? he has met John Barenthal every like convention. They used to live in Phoenix and wherever. So anytime uh-huh. Barenthal would be in Phoenix for for Comic Con or whatever, he would always get a picture to the point that John Barenthal remembers, like expects <laughs> him to show up because he'll come up with like like there's a couple of signs. Like one of the pictures that they have is he says, "Hey, I'm Shane Walsh," and and my brother-in-law actually has a sign that says, "No, I'm really the real Shane Walsh." <laughs> so i mean there's so there's always uh, he's always up for a good uh, a good thing so like yeah so That's it's awesome yeah it's pretty cool um and then um speaking of another celebrity i'm gonna go back to counter too much into it do you know that there's a petition now to make him uh man of the year times man of the year or person of the year who uh Barenthal? no keanu no. reeves oh keanu reeves yeah uh man I, i'll sign that petition I would too. He's breathtaking. Uh, he is breathtaking. Um, one more thing, and then we'll get into the other, what I think is the biggest announcement. So, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, did you hear it's getting a story creator, an education, and educational mode? I, I saw the, the story creator. It's like, a, it's like a mission creator. Yeah, but you can actually type out what you want it to say. You can have dialogue trees. So like, if you're having this conversation with this person, you can then dialogue tree it out. Oh, cool. Yeah, so you can do that. You can have, you actually take the map and you can say, okay, you have to go from here and go from here. So then you do this and you do this and then your mission is over. And then you can actually post it for people. Um, That's I'm, I'm, yeah, the thing that I don't know and I haven't explored it enough, I wonder if it's only for the PC people or if it if you can actually play those games on the console versions too. I imagine since there's no like recorded dialogue and it's just like, go here and do this. Um, the mission should be fairly lightweight and use all in-game assets besides the text. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine that these things would be um, very large, like download. Like, like if I made a mission, mm-hmm. it would pretty much, it would be a series of like, go here on the map, go there on the map, you know, spawn five wolves, kill five wolves, you know, whatever. And yeah. so that's, that shouldn't be a big deal. And it should be pretty easy to transfer. I would assume between like PC and Xbox mm. or, or, P- or the PS or whatever. So I don't know, but I would, I would wager a guess that it should be available, you know, on everything. All I know is that but, with how yeah. creative some people are games and little and any type of other, you can create actual levels of things. Mm-hmm. The, that's probably the people are that that game's going to be endless to a point there there's going to be one percent of all these are going to be awesome um 89 yeah. of them are going to be super mediocre and boring and then there's going to be a solid 10 percent that it just says like when the dialogue just says dicks 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 yep, dicks yep, and then like yep. or your second choice is like Boobs, 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 boobs. Yep. And then he goes like, go all the way across the map, kill one thing, come all the way back. <laughs> you know, like yep. go yep. go to places away from fast travel points. You know, like it's in like all this nonsense. And the end is like, cool. You get, you know, $2 as your reward or something. Mm-hmm. And and they'll be, and that's just going to be wonderful. It's yep. just, that, that's the internet for you. That is the internet for you. Yeah. Uh, so um, the world premiere of, uh, this is where I think is the biggest announcement, um, and I think honestly, I think this is the this is s- tied with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven just because of Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Um, but Watchdogs Legion, 
Yes. This looks amazing to <laughs> me. <laughs> yes. I mean, just the... I mean, the fact that you can recruit non-playable characters and then you grow them and then you do different missions based off of them. I mean, you realize that this this game, once again, this game could go into a never-ending game. Like, you could have you could have game, you could have story, and then you could have end-game stuff of just doing extra things. Um, the combat looks all revamped, um, which looks absolutely incredible. Uh, the best way that I can describe it is that, and I've seen it a couple of times, is like it's John Wick. You know, you're fighting like you're John Wick. Mm-hmm. Um, but remember that that's the character that that person was using. Not all characters are going to fight like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I love the fact that there's permadeath. So yeah, that's cool. If, if that person dies, they are dead. That's um, like um, uh, State of Decay. It kind of got that vibe from from that, yeah. that part of it. So, yeah. like, my thing is how. So, like, th- this is so the concept of it, the look of it, the the language in it, the combat. Uh, you know, just just the actual moving of things in it. I think looks great. There is one thing that scares the absolute shit out of, out of me with it. What's that? When does it become redundant? <laughs> yeah so so that's like my my expectations for this game are extremely tempered um this i can see the limitations just from the point of view of i'm a gamer and i've played games and i know what's possible and what's not there is no way that every single person in this world is unique there's there's no way that it's true that any person that you see on screen you can recruit. I think that's a lot of that was smoke and mirrors. I think what we're going to get are archetypes. There's going to be like four classes and four skins for them, right? So mm-hmm. it'll be like here's a brawler, here's a hacker, here's a tech guy here's a you know whatever drone expert whatever whatever the the things are right and then they're going to say okay here is kid here is old lady here is middle-aged man here is middle-aged woman and then we're going to mix and match those and they they did the math on that and said okay we need um x amount of voice actors and we need x amount of of opening stories for these for you know every every permutation and that's where we're going to draw the line. So while there is going to be a lot of content there, um, there is going to be a limit. And I'm going to say f- three hours in, you start going, I just did the same mission for the same type of person that looks slightly different. And I can't find the one person that I need. And I keep finding this other kind of person. And I can't recruit the other one because they keep dying. And like... They, they need to have some really smart controls in the background to make it feel like you, the player, are making decisions when you're really not. And that is very hard to do. It, it, in a game like this where they say, like, look at all this freedom, 
what they're really saying is this looks like a whole lot of freedom because if we told you that there were like only 16 people that you could recruit that are going to be skinned differently, you'd be very angry with us. Mm -hmm. And so we do a, a mix and match thing to make it seem different all the time. But like, like this game, it, it, I think I see what they're going for and I, and I applaud them. I think the, the concept behind this game is really high and I love it. I love like the recruit anybody, you know, thing that they're trying to say, but it's just not technically possible right now. I don't know if it ever technically, if, if it ever will be possible, but as of right now, it's not technically possible to say, here's a city with millions of people in it and you can walk up to any one of them and, and become them and play this game. That's not possible. Mm -hmm. You would just be getting copies of copies of copies all the time. Um, and, and even now, like in, in these large scale games, uh, even like the, the NPC, the, the people walking around the cities, you'll see duplicates of people walking around, you know, like they've gotten better at it. Um, but it, it's really just amount of like how much you're going to pay artists to make, you know, 12,000 different shirts, you know, and then you just spread them out in the city. Um, I'm kind of getting off topic. I think, I think this game's going to be cool. I'm going to buy I, this I, game. I, I, I'm, I'm going to play this game, and and I like that they're trying something different. I mm -hmm. like the, I like the concept of Legion of like you're not going against one person like the last two games. You're going against uh, an entire revolution, and you as the player get to play the entire revolution. I I like that. I get that. That's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. I do think, and and which which was your fear. I do think the game will live and die on how well those initiation missions are and how varied uh, the, the people that you are able to recruit are. And they might have a couple of hidden ones, a couple, you know, hidden up their sleeves of, of cool stuff that they're going to show. But if that tech doesn't work the way that they've said it does, and if it's disappointing, the game will bomb. Because yeah, they're, I, I get it. They're saying like this is the cool part about this game. They're they're setting it up as like you can go around and recruit anyone. Like first off, that's a lie. Like there's there's no way that you can do that. And but they they said like they were they were kind of cagey because they said anyone or you can attempt to recruit anyone. Well, sure, but ninety percent of the people you're not even going to want to attempt because they have no skills, right? But but you find like that old lady who is a hacker, and that's like cool. And it's it's neat that they did that, and it's neat that they're going to have different combat styles, and and different people are going to be good for different jobs. And so you have to make sure you have the right people for the right job. You know, like they said, a drone expert or a hacking expert or a combat expert. You know, all those things. That's awesome. Um, but I would I would wager to say the game. I would almost be more excited if they were like, if they said, "Here's the game." And but the there's going to be like thirty playable people, and all of them are voiced by unique pe by you know different voice actors, and they each have their own unique story, um, and and not like it could be anybody. I would be more excited if it was a more direct experience. So I think so. I knew that this was going to come up, so I did some research. Yeah. Okay. So um, this is from uh, PC Games N. So PC G A M E S N dot com. Um, and they talk about this whole thing that you're just talking about. Uh -huh. uh, and, the, and this is the actual headline uh, title to the article is How Watchdogs Legions Quantum Systems Create a Near-Infinite Number of Scenarios. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to kind of paraphrase. Um, 
to to without butchering it in my own way, I'm just going to read what's in here. So it's it's a little bit. So just bear with me. So there's a lot of content and there's a lot of procedural systems. Creative director Clint Hocking explains when I put much. Uh, the same question to him as those are the those things are working together to give us a really well cur uh, well cured curated characters and an enormous amount of diversity at the core of everything is a relational re relational database called census you see a bin in, you see a bin man on the street he's nothing he's just like a bin man in other, in any other game except when you profile him we're able to look into that database and go well he's wearing wearing the clothes of a bin man, so that's his job. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so he works between noon and 8 p.m., and he's in, he's in a bin man, and as he's a bin man, he makes a certain amount of money so he can afford to live in these particular areas. Hawking's explanation suggests Legion is a quantum sea of possibilities, finally only settled on when you are observed an occupant in its world. From that, we pick one of the neighborhoods where he could afford he could afford, he continues. We already decided his ethnicity when we spawned him, but he'll be more likely to have certain kinds of hobbies depending on where he lives. Then there's a, some random procedural stuff in there that figures out what kind of education he has, what interests, and we just built out from there. This is how we generate a character. So it doesn't seem that you're generating a character until you profile the person. Okay. That makes sense. I, I get how all of that can work. So but it's a little that... bit more. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So uh, layered on the foundation are Legion's narrative that Bin Man's father might have been detained by LBN, the, PC, uh, the PMC, which policies London and Legion's near future setting. Or breaking him out could rep represent the recruitment mission for bringing our... For bringing our refuse expert into the dead sec fold. Sorry, that was a weird way of t saying that. But it could equ uh, refuse, equally... Refuse, not refuse. I'm sorry? Refuse, not refuse. Yeah. Yes, refuse. That's it, right. They keep saying bin man, but a, a garbage man. If, if people yeah, are, garbage man. Yeah. That, that's a London way of saying it, but yeah. Yep. Um, but it could equally be a granny or politician help. We'll discuss their version of the same mission in different ways to who they are. Hawking is keen to stress that the game's entire script was not only has not only been recorded multiple times by a number of different, but broadly rewritten for a wide range of different personas as well. Okay, see where where this breaks down for me is whether it's voice acting, because we're not yet at the level of technology where we can create realistic sounding voices out of out of computers well see he actually uh, at the last paragraph on this I'll, I'll send you this article it's very interesting yeah yeah because uh, there's a lot do. to it um so like they asked him about you know people lines of dialogue and recorded uh he says i don't want to give hard numbers because they're really subjective he tactfully replies there are hard numbers the numbers of actors we recorded for example but what you have to understand is that you could have that garbage man asking your rescue, asking you to rescue his brother. And those characters could have had the same actor, but we use voice modulation at runtime. And if you were to hear, if you were to hear them talk to each other, you wouldn't even know it was the same person. Okay. 
that I, I need to hear to believe because that's what I'm thinking too. The, the human ear is very good at knowing what is a human and what is not a human. Um, so, so here's what I was going to say before. I, I think it still stands where this breaks down is voice actors and you can have, you know, hundreds of voice actors doing all these lines and you can have the lines broken up in different ways and, and all that stuff. And that's great. But I think what's going to end up happening is you look at that garbage man and the game is, is going to, is, is looking for somebody to fill a role, right? It, Cause it's it, the, the mission may be go uh, um, find a, a hacking expert, right? You go up to that garbage man and you profile him. And if, as it goes through, it's, it, as it goes through, is it creates this person because that's essentially what, what this guy is, is explained. You look at this guy, he has certain stats just from being spawned, right? His, his job, his clothes, his ethnicity, all that stuff. You, you look at him and then the game goes, okay, let's, um, let's roll some dice and generate the rest of this character, essentially, mm-hmm. right? It picks, yeah. it picks randomly from a database saying, okay, if this is his job, this is his pay rate. If this is his pay rate, then this is where he can live. And if this is where he can live, then here's what his hobbies can be. If these are what his hobbies are, here's who his friends are. You know, it just, it'll just go down the line and generate all these things. So it does that. And then the game's going to say, okay, we're looking for a hacker expert. Did we just spawn a hacking expert? No? Okay, this guy is not a hacking expert. Go look at somebody else. So you've now looked at this person. It's generated something and you've gone, oh, not him. Look at somebody else. Yep. So you, you're going to get content out of, out of doing that scan for about three seconds before you go, this isn't who I'm looking for. And you're going to move on because all of that stuff doesn't matter if it's not going towards the person who you're looking for. Right. Yep. You go to the next guy, the guy right next to him, who's like, you know, in a business suit and you're looking for a hacker and it, and it you know, pr- and it rolls out and it generates all this stuff. And, oh, one of his interests is, is computers. And it, okay, now this guy can be a hacking expert. Great. Now we're going to assign him a voice actor. And so it'll go through the line of was male or female male. Okay. So we'll pick a, a male actor and we'll pick, you know, okay, what's what, what mission is this mission 37 a, okay. We had three actors, you know, record for 37 a cool. We'll pick one of those and then let's roll a dice and voice modulation is uh, up 10%. Okay. Now go. Right. Yep. And so that's cool. I like that. That's really awesome, but it's also limiting and it's not anybody in the city can be, can be recruited. There's no, no way that unless the unless there's a very specific, um, you know, th- job that a garbage man can do that you're trying to recruit for, you're never going to recruit a garbage man. No, you're right. Well, I think the other thing too is um, now, if if you look closely at the trailer, okay, uh-huh. when the first guy dies, okay, and then you go and you start to pick your next hacker, yeah, okay. Did you notice something in the top left corner of that? Uh, I, I so don't many remember. of 20. Ah, uh, okay. So, st- let's start breaking this down. Mm-hmm. You can now, let's say they have 1 million different type of algorithms that you can have for people, voice modulation and what you can do and all of that in different stats. Okay, so there's sure. 1 million people. Now I'm looking and saying... I am going to recruit my first five. Oh, I really like this brawler. I am now, you can now level that brawler up. So mm-hmm. let's say you've now taken that person on missions for 10 hours. Sure. 
And now you've taken this other person on a mission for 10 hours. You've now played 20 hours of the game with these people's missions, and maybe you've unlocked half of their stuff. And now you want to get a new person. And now you want to get... So there's time that's being spent right now and only a limit. Now, I don't know if you can open up more slots. You can recruit 30 or 50 or it goes up to whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But you are going to spend time with those people as you're, you know, as you recruited them and you're able to build them up. I think that's one, that's going to be one of their saving graces is that each person has a skill tree that they're going to be able to build up. Okay. Okay. So now how those skill trees differentiate, I don't know. Once again, that goes into the question, how much difference is it going to be? But you know what I'm saying? It, you know, it could just be a stat thing. You know, if this person is plus 50% of brawl damage and then you're going to to 75 well he's going to be a badass brawler you know what i'm saying sure um you could have that same stat but it might not level to that same amount you know and you can still reuse that same type of skill or passive skill if you want to say say it so one you're already limiting the amount of people that you're actually going to use because you're not just going to be like hey i'm just going to go recruit happy and that's all i'm going to do in the game no you actually still have to do other missions with those recruits so now, if we have a million different type of scenarios that you can have, you're just scratching the surface after how many hours of different characters that you can find. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I think you're making a great point that even if there are, say, hundreds of permutations of, of different people that you can get, after you get you know 10 or 20 of them, you're going to want to keep them. I think they're, they they might be counting on the player saying, I have a brawler now, and I'm going to do everything in my, uh, my ability to keep this brawler alive, mm-hmm. right? And then if it dies, well, I'm just going to go out and look for one more brawler. And the difference between two brawlers can be immense, whereas if you had 100 brawlers all in a line, you'd say, oh, well, there's these are just versions of each other. But if you only pick two of those out, they could be unique enough that it, it fools the player. Correct. Uh, so yeah, if they're if they're shooting for that, if they're saying if they're wanting people to be like, look, here's here you know, really you're picking like five main characters and then, you know, backups just in case and you're really just working on on those. Um that's cool. Like I mm-hmm. I, I I can I can get behind that. I I could see where they're going with that. It that that part of it really depends on the story and the gameplay. Absolutely. And, and they could do a thing too where they're like Let's make these people uh, very hard to kill for the first like five levels to let yep. the player get attached to them. Then we'll start cranking the difficulty up and, and making it more challenging. Exactly. Uh, and that's okay. what I'm wondering what their end game is. it going to be the... Yeah, you have to do this because, I mean, you, Ubisoft has every, almost every game they have. They have daily missions. They have weekly missions. They have monthly missions. Yeah, for things. true. I mean, you know, all of this stuff. So if they're going to just keep adding content and then obviously there's going to be DLC and all of that. Now suddenly sure. this end game stuff starts to really ramp up. Yeah. You're going to have to recruit other people. You're going to have to look for that diamond in the rough somewhere, you know, yeah, so, there, there mean, could be missions that are very specific. Like you need a level 15, uh, male hacker with the, uh, lo- who loves candy. And only that person can go on this one mission. Correct. So like you, you go through and you have to hunt and find and that one specific person and that's a whole other gameplay loop all in itself. Okay, yeah. I can I can see what they and they can also like stealth drop, you know, more voice actors or more options like in an update. Correct. Um all that stuff. Okay. So 
I think the biggest thing that this comes down to is mechanics of the game look very good. And then what are the stories? What are the stories that you're going to get into? Now, yeah. I don't know about you, but I am, I love the story of the first one and I love the story of the second one. I, I am a Watch Dogs fan. Yeah, they're um, cool. So I, I'm all for it. Like I got, I got, once again, I got really excited. I got really excited to see this game. <laughs> um, I'm trying to convince my wife to allow me to buy the $200 thing where you actually get the actual LED mask and crown. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm trying. Wow. Um, but no, I, I, I mean, Did, this is... Wait, 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 wait. To that, to that point, something that was cool about this game, too, that I liked is that the you're the person that you're playing as when you go out to like do a mission you put like a crazy mask on yeah to like to hide your identity and i dig that i think that's cool um i, cool I like the fact wise. that his mask i like they're not like oh they're just a generic like this was like i have a skull with a crown and there's blood coming out of the eyeball sockets. <laughs> like that's yeah. cool to me you you'll be because of those kinds of choices you'll really be able to customize your 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 group, your club, your whatever yeah. it's called. Uh your 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 sec your dead your dead sec, you know, group. Um and they so, and they have confirmed that there is co-op. Okay, there you go. You you grab somebody, you play together. I mean, this does this really does look like they looked at State of Decay and went, "What can we use from that game?" Because that game has permadeath. That game has like uh characters mm-hmm. that have um st- stories that kind of generate as as you as they level up because i can see like like they're going to say you have to do a mission to recruit them and then i can also see like oh and then there's a mission at level 10 to like to give them extra skills and then there's a mission at level 20 when they when they reach level 20 and then you do that mission they it unlocks more skills and you know because it's it's random roles that'll be different for like even if you have three brawlers each of their intros should be different. Like their level mm-hmm. 10 upgrade would, would be different. Their level 20 upgrades will all be different. You know, all that kind of stuff. And it will really lead to, to more of a, a unique gameplay with these characters. And you get attached to them. Just like in State of Decay, there are characters where I'm like, I'm going to be extra careful with this character because I've been with them. They've been with me a long time and I like their stats and I want to keep them around. And so I give them the good guns. I give them the extra health packs. You know, I give them the cool stuff because I want them to stay alive correct and i and i think my last thing with it that i'm going to say about it is i think they took a page out of assassin's creed's book for this what's that so by the time syndicate hit with assassin's creed the game was stale Mm -hmm. it was extremely stale um they needed to do something to pull people back um and then they basically experimented with origins Mm-hmm. And then they were able to create Odyssey. Yes. Okay. And Odyssey is amazing. Probably one of the best, if not the best Assassin's Creed game that's out there. Okay. I think what they looked at and they said, we cannot create a third watchdogs that is not different somehow. Assassin's yeah. Creed Odyssey and Assassin's Creed, uh, the original, if you did not call them Assassin's Creed and you changed the character look, they're two completely different games. Yeah, for sure. There really are how the mechanics work and all of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that that's what they had to do with watchdogs. They realized that we either have to do something and we need to take, and they took a huge risk saying, we're going to make this a more RPG element of assassin's creed. Mm-hmm. Now I think what they're looking at and saying, we have to take 
and we have to think of something that's completely out of the box. And I'm telling you, whoever or whatever team decided, why don't we make every non-playable character a playable character? I, it's it to me, it's a genius idea. Whether it flops or not, that's yet to be seen. But the fact that they went over and they said, "What is one thing that games have that we have not been able to do?" And this is every character that you see, supposedly, you can be, you can play as. That is crazy to me. Yeah this this was definitely thinking outside the box. And and having it look like it's still going to be on brand, right? This is still Watch Dogs. Yep. It 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 fits the whole like rebelling against the government, you know, thing mm-hmm. and like and surveillance and and personal privacy and all, you know, it still hits all those notes that Watch Dogs has always hit. And and just just them like somebody you know kicking the door into a into a boardroom somewhere and saying, "I got it, no main character," and then them running with that idea. That's 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 great. Good, mm-hmm. good on you guys, Ubisoft. Like that is awesome that you even even entertained that notion. What and game then, hasn't had a main character ever? Besides, like a racing game, <laughs> you know, like yeah, I mean, every I, game I think, has... think of an open world game. There's not one. There's always a main character. Yeah, always. Or every single one has had one. Or, or you, or you, uh, you or, create your own character or whatever. But yeah, or an open world game that has permadeath, besides State of Decay. Yeah, state of decay is uh, uh, yeah, that's that's it. Um, but can you really say that there's a main character in State of Decay? You can't. No, I, I guess they kind of did it first. Yeah, but it's but it's not. It it's 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 your few people against everyone else is an enemy, right? Yep. Every, yep. Your survivors and everyone else is a zombie, or or it it's different. But like and like how that game had to be an indie game first. Right, oh, yeah. the first state of decay. The first state of decay was an indie game because yeah. n- no, no big publisher would have gone after that. But that was no. good. It was a good game. People liked it. And now mm-hmm. state of decay two has Microsoft behind it, right? Yeah. And now yeah. you've got Watchdog Legions, which it, it's got to have its roots in state of decay somehow. Somebody somehow. played that game and went, "This is a cool idea." And so now you've got big AAA game saying, "Hey, look what we're doing," you know. Yeah. And that's that's neat. But, but. I still stand by there are technical lim- limitations here and I think they've got to be really clever with their smoke and mirrors to not have it fall apart, which, you know, they, they know that too. So hopefully they're they're We're all going to be fooled in a good way. I agree. Um, and then the last thing I'm going to say about it is it kind of works also that um, the, that London's or England's going through uh, the Brexit. So yeah, that, that really, ties in in a, in a smart way yeah moving moving from the west to uh to to england was uh an interesting move as well but like mm-hmm. they said in, in their stuff like it's one of the most surveilled countries or at least london one of the most surveilled cities in the world yep. and so that kind of that really is on brand and, and fits so that's yep. that's cool yeah but uh i think um overall um Kind of a kind of an interesting E3. Um, I don't think really kind of crazy, crazy anything happened. I think that PlayStation was severely missed, uh, yeah. but we can talk about that at a different time. Our overall expectations or, or reactions to um, what we think of EA, E3 as an overall thing. Um, 
but I think that that will do it for us. I know we ran a little long this episode, but we're having some good, good conversation. So Steve, Indeed. you got anything in closing? Uh, in closing, I, I just want to say that I think I was right way back when I said that most, most announcements in this E3 were going to be coming sometime 2020. And that was very prevalent. The entire, yes, E3. it was lots of it stuff was. is coming out in 2020 and thank you. That's, that's one point for me. Yep. Um, one point everyone else two. negative one point. That's how it works. Well, they're um, not here. So I think it's negative two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was, uh, I kind of had a feeling that was going to happen and it totally did. And I really think that it's just because it sounds cool and it sounds futuristic and, you know, 2020 is easy to, easy to say and easy to remember. And so 2020 is going to be the year of the game just because it sounds cool. (laughs) Yep. I'm looking, well, I'm looking forward to it. So obviously I'm looking forward to a couple of them. So, so that will do it for us, uh, tonight. Uh, so, uh, once again, check out our discord. Uh, check out ouchthathurts.com, H-E-R-T-Z.com, and the BS Podcast Network. And for me and Steve, uh, we'll see you guys later. Good night.